Hello, and welcome to an open market where fresh flavor and essential vitamins are served to replenish, refresh, and revitalize us on our journeys of healing, growing, transformation, planting, and producing in assorted areas of our lives. Nourishment that is healthy for our well-being and it's served on a holistic platter right here on the Mind, Body, and Soul Fruit Podcast. Hello to all of my sisters and my brothers. How are you all today? I hope that everyone is holding up pretty well. And for the most part, I believe that you are. It is a joy to welcome you all to my studio. And of course, this is a place where we come together at the table and break bread and we share and partake in fruit, good fruit, where we slice open some of life's most afflictive adverse effects and share portions of vibrant healing properties to soothe and rejuvenate each other. And so we will have some of our brothers and sisters to join us while I record this episode live on Facebook. And this time for us together will be lit With everything going on today, with the crisis that we're facing and everything, it has, as we have seen and heard, about it taking a mental and emotional toll on some of our sisters and our brothers. And it's understandable, obviously, because this is such an overwhelming uh, situation and I even hate to use the term situation because it's just something that we would have never thought of or imagined that would happen in our lives. And so um, it has taken a toll on people. And unfortunately, I think that it's happening a lot more than we are actually seeing. And so I think that it's important, and I'm sure that you all can agree with me, that We don't know the extent of each person's personal battle. And so I think that it is so important and imperative that we continue to remember that everyone is going through and compassion and kindness and gentleness is the way. Love is, you know, really, that's the way. And it's the way that we can be empathetic, empathize is what I'm trying to say with the next person, because not everyone tells you everything that they're going through. And so let's just keep that in mind. Before we really dig in to our topic tonight, let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you on tonight of course, telling you thank you, thanking you for this day that you have made for us. Not that we deserve it, Father, because we really don't, but it's because of your love, your kindness, your grace, your mercy, and your generosity toward us. And we thank you for that. You are so faithful to us, Lord, and we love you. And so, Father, we thank you. As we gather at the table tonight, Father, I pray 
that someone is touched in such a way that they are not only encouraged and uplifted, but that they are empowered and that they can take that power and share it with someone else. Father, we know that it's only because of you that we are here. And we are learning more and more each day that we were created for your glory. And so we want to glorify you. Okay, we do, Father. We love you and you know that we do and we want you to help us. We need you to help us. And there are so many that I want to say special prayers for. I won't say their name uh, because I don't know that they want their names over the airways. But Father, touch, heal, comfort, give strength, Father, right now. And so we all need uh, you in our own special ways and you know our needs and we love you and we thank you in advance. It is in the mighty name of Jesus that I pray tonight. Hallelujah and amen. Amen. You all still there? Sometimes when they have me pray over the food, when we, you know, we're having family gatherings, it's been a while. They say, they be like, come on, girl, so we can eat now, you know. So I, I had to see if you guys were still there. So thank you for still being there with me or here with me. Okay. So today, the core of our conversation will be about how we can maintain our peace during this time. Peace of mind and peace within our homes and our hearts and in our lives, in your marriages, in your relationships, just peace, peace, peace. And this is what we need. And so now setting goals, having dreams of being the most successful individual that we can possibly be and going for the gusto and starting lucrative businesses and companies, living the American dream, having the perfect marriage and the perfect relationship and children who are not troublesome. All of these things are some of the dreams and aspirations and desires of some. And there is absolutely nothing, I don't believe that there's absolutely anything wrong with that because we want to be the best that we can be. We do. But I think that at this time, God wants for us to have a different perspective in terms of what we need to focus on and what we need to pursue and go after, and that is him. And this is just the truth here. And I believe that we're seeing that. And um, it's okay because with his presence, he makes it possible for us to learn and he's patient with us. And that's one of the things that I love about God. He's so patient with us. And he helps to soothe us when we're, you know, having pain and not really understanding what is going on. He is the one who will comfort us and give us peace. And so I kind of broke it down in such a way where sometimes people have had the experience. And one of the things that I've had to learn myself and along with some other things that I am continuing to learn, say God has blessed a woman or a man with a brand new extravagant 10 to 12,000 square foot mansion or a home when God decided to bless you with a studio apartment, I'm saying, or a one bedroom or a two bedroom apartment. That's a blessing. On the other hand, there could be another scenario where a man or a woman has 
the blessing of a brand new business that is taking off through the roof, growing by leaps and by bounds. When God decided to bless you with an employment opportunity as a waitress or a waiter at a restaurant, some nights racking up on tips on other nights, not so much. Nonetheless, a blessing. Then take, for instance, someone is blessed with a brand new, fully loaded car. I'm talking about like diamond in the back, sun rooftop, digging the scene with a gangster link. Ooh, ooh. You know, to that degree, when God decided to bless you to be able to still have the function of your two feet and two legs to walk, get this, to the bus stop. And on those same two feet and two legs, stand there waiting. And when the bus pulls up, you can, on your own, walk up those stairs and get on that bus and take your seat. Again, a blessing. That is a blessing as well. And so our perspectives are being changed to whereas we can begin to focus more on the ways in which God has been continuously blessing us. No, you may not have what the next person has, but even that person that has something that differs from you or may seem to be something so much bigger than you, we are all in the same boat at this particular time. And we all have the blessing of the presence of God. And this is where I'm going tonight. And that's one of the beautiful things about being able to see and being able to hear and being able to have the function of a sound mind and not really continuing to compare yourself or your blessings with anyone, with anyone. Because we are all blessed. Now, also, we need to remember that any blessing from God is still a blessing, no matter how gigantic or no matter how small, because any blessing from God is to be considered as huge, because nothing that he does is small. Nothing. We've got to remember a lot of the things that we have taken for granted that we take those things and embrace them and look up and say, thank you, Father. Because, like I said before, we may not know what someone else is facing. We don't know what happens or takes place behind closed doors. And we don't have to know. Some people are enduring hell. I know that there have been times in my life I was going through hell and nobody knew. Um, we can smile and crack jokes and do whatever, but you get to the house, you know, or when that couple is behind that closed door, you may see them on social media smiling and everything. We have to remember these types of things. These are things we need to consider just because a person has this, that, and the other, or the lack thereof doesn't mean that everything is peachy king. And so all of the, the, the blood, sweat, the tears, the heartaches, the headaches, and the fears. We may not know, but we know who does. God knows. He knows their story and the way that they should take. He knows your story and the way that you should take. 
and he knows my story and the way that I should take. And it is his call and his call alone. All we know is that we are all blessed. And as we see and experience the mighty hand of God, we are to praise him and we are to bless him. He deserves just as much praise and thanksgiving for that studio apartment or for that car that sounds like a truck. He deserves just as much praise and thanksgiving for that just as he would if it was a fully loaded brand new car or if it was a 10 to 12,000 square foot mansion or home. We cannot allow the size of someone else's blessing cause us to diminish the sight of us seeing how blessed we ourselves are. We've got to get back to the basics. Let us be thankful unto God for the many things that we before were taking for granted. And as we do that, we're so busy being thankful to God for what he's done for us and what he's doing in the lives of others. Because we can also be thankful for what God is doing in the life of someone else. But when we shift our focus and shift our attention to God, he gives us peace. And that's where peace comes in at as well. The peace of God, which surpasses all understanding. And that peace of God will guard our hearts and our minds. No one is saying anything or am I? You all are welcome to comment. You all are welcome to join in and say something if you like. You are more than welcome to do that. Yes, you are. Feel free. So, yes, we need to continue to begin. And I know a lot of you are doing this already. And I'm, I always say this, and I've got to remind you all that I'm not talking at you. I'm speaking to you and I'm also ministering to myself as well because these things are being reinforced within my heart and in my spirit also. But being absolutely and ever so thankful unto God, even in the face of this jarring adversity that we face today, we are reminded that we have a mighty God who loves us and who cares for us. What I love about gratefulness is that it is a state of being that compels us to set our sights on more of what we do have rather than that which we are without. And it provokes us to center our thoughts on our blessing of the unmerited gift of life itself. The lepers in Luke 17, 11 through 19, who had the skin condition and God gave them the directive to go see the physician. These men had faith. They listened to God and did just what he directed them to do. They were healed and most of them did not say thank you. There was this one, the one that we hear preached about so much. A lot of us have heard about this one a lot. How thankful he was to do an about face and turn around and he went to give thanks unto God. The other nine, like I said, we don't really hear too much about them and that's okay because the focus is really not on any of the lepers. The focus tonight is on Jesus, the amazing grace of God, how he healed all of them 
See, God reigns on the just and the unjust. Even when he does not receive thanks, he blesses us anyway. His grace is so absolutely amazing that even though the omniscient, almighty, and perfect God we serve, he loves us. He loves us and he is just so amazing. He continues to endow us with brand new mercies morning by morning and all of the unmerited gifts that accompany life like family, love, health, strength, and all of the valuable gems of life that no amount of money can buy. No money can buy the things that causes us to be rich in God. Yes. Let me see something here. I'm going to pause for a second and see what it is that Brian is saying. He says, I think it's a blessing that not one of my co-workers have gotten sick yet. So we are still healthy to help others. It is a blessing. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And these are the things that we can shift our focus to. That's beautiful, Brian. That right there is a great observation. And something to continue to thank God for so that we can continue to help others. Praise God. What a blessing. And see, that's something that money, again, that is one of the blessings that money cannot buy. And for us to even have the wherewithal to consider it to be a strong suit that is granted to us. For us to process and observe that God is blessing us at this very moment. It's a privilege. Key word, privilege. We are not entitled. Never allow anyone to have you or to cause you to think that we are entitled to anything. No, no, no. It is a privilege, a blessing, a blessing from the almighty God. We are not entitled at all. God blesses us. He grants us and equips us. He favors us. God is not pleased when we get beside ourselves. You know, he isn't. And so these are some of the things that we need to keep in mind. He humbles us because he wants to bless us. And humbling us actually is a blessing also. And see, now we see the bare essentials that are even highly regarded now. We don't have to go into a high pursuit for all of the other things. We need to be passionate about our pursuit of God. And what I wanted to say here on this note right here is that uh, the truth, the word of God will never expire, never expire. And see, I'm trying to think of the scripture, the one that goes the grass withers and the flowers fade, but the word of our God will stand forever. It goes heaven. There it is. Heaven and earth until heaven and earth pass away. Not one jot and not one tittle of the law. The word of God will pass away until everything that he says is accomplished. Isn't that something? Hey, son. Hey, Tommy. Hey, man. Tommy, that's my son right there. One of our soldiers. He's in the army. I am so proud of you, son. I love you. Thank you for joining tonight. Coming through to the table. <laughs> Thank you, Tommy. What a pleasant surprise. 
And then I also have Miss Thelma, Miss Neely watching. Hello. Hey. Hey, thank you for coming through. Look, she pulled up. Thank you. Thank you. I was just talking, um, Tommy and Miss Thelma, about how the word of God will not pass away. Heaven and earth, heaven and earth will pass away, but the word of God will not. It'll last forever. All good and perfect gifts come from God. This truth cannot be forgotten as we receive the blessings of God morning by morning, minute by minute, day by day. Yes, our children are gifts from God. Yes, and we thank God for our children, right? And those of you who have loving and respectful spouses, gifts from God, the bed we sleep in each night, a gift from God, our food, gifts from God, money to buy food, gift from God, laughter, a gift from God, your beautiful smiles, gifts from God, the sun, the moon, the stars in the sky and the sky, all the trees, the flowers, honey, the birds and the bees, blessings, gifts from God, our hearts, our lungs, arms, our legs, all gifts from God, all worth thanking him for every day. So a posture of appreciation and not comparison, appreciation and love and kindness. That is the posture that we need to uh, maintain throughout the day. Now, let me go here. Hebrews 13 and 15 says, through Jesus, therefore, let us continually, key word, continually offer a sacrifice of praise. The fruit of lips that openly, openly profess his name. Openly. Yes, Jesus. Even if you are in the house alone, just Jesus. His name, Jesus, you know, and his presence. If you're in the house with your family, Jesus. Openly, yes, Jesus. You know, continually offer a sacrifice of praise. Lord, we love you. Thank you for this day. Father, we need you. And you're here with us. Thank you. Because you could have left us all alone. You, you could have done that. And you still could. But here's the thing about God. His promises are yes and amen. God is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent. God said that he would never leave us nor forsake us. He's not going to go back on his word. God is not going to go back on anything that he has ever said. He won't do it. He won't. And this is why we can trust God. You know, on money, how it says in God, we trust in God, we trust Hmm. Let's let's look at that a little bit deeper. Yes, in God we trust. We trust him because he is a faithful God. He hasn't gone back on anything that he said. Now, you know, when we were doing a lot of traveling back and forth on the planes and everything, uh, many of us have never even seen the pilot. When we get on that plane, we see the flight attendants, you know, and they're passing out cookies and sodas, you know. 
You know, what do you want to drink? What would you like to have? And here we are, got our seat belts on. We strapped down in that seat and we hit that runway. And honey, I mean, we may have said our prayer for a safe flight for everyone. Guide the pilot, Lord. We still haven't seen this guy, you know, and we we have faith and we trust that he's going to get us to our destination safely, that we will land there. You know, may be some turbulence here and there. We're trusting that pilot to get us through that thing. Oh, we can trust God. We can trust him. Have we seen him? How can we trust him? Because he proves his faithfulness to us each and every day. Now, I know if we can trust a pilot, we can trust God on a daily basis. Father, I do not know what is happening, what is going on. I do not understand why this is happening and why this is going on. But I trust you, Lord, anyway. You've proven your faithfulness to me. And I thank you. So, that said, you guys, here's another reason why it is that we can trust God. God, he knows everything. Now, we know that God is omnipresent. He's everywhere at all times. Hey, Sandra, sister. Hey, sister, thank you for coming through tonight. Thank you. It's good to see you. Yes, and Anthony says, great is thy faithfulness. Yes, great is thy faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness. Morning by morning. Okay, <laughs> he is faithful and his faithfulness is great. Hallelujah. Thank you, Anthony, for chiming in with that one. He is faithful. Oh, yes, he is. Oh, yes, he is. And so I'm talking about how he's omnipresent, right? Everywhere at all times, right? He's omnipotent. He has all power in his hand. Oh, yes, he does. And he is omniscient, meaning that he knows all. There is nothing that God does not know, nothing. And when I go here, what I'm saying is, you know, he, here it is. I'm going to read it here. What I have here, I have God knows, oh Lord, you have searched me and you've known me. He's known us. He knows the, the numbers of the very hairs on the top of our head. God knows our comings and our goings. He knows when we rise and when we sit down. He knows our thoughts before we even think them. He knows. God knows. And see, if you see where that uh, uh, trust can come in at there, um, I'm, I'm trying to make a connection with trust and God being omniscient because he created us. He knows us. He knows what's best for us and he desires what is best for us. So we can trust God. We would want to trust him. He has our best interest at heart. He does. And so, yes, we can trust him. He knows what's best for us. And get this. God, if it's not what you want for me, I don't want it. We've been there. 
We've done that. And he's still teaching us to do without the things and people, you know, that mean us no good or that he does not necessarily want for us. He's teaching us how to navigate life in such a way that we have him with us and that our ears are open to receive the word that he has for us and the direction, you know, do this, don't do that. Say this, don't say that and helping us. And we, we mess up. We do. We mess up, but that's okay. Because God knows us. Like I said, he searched us. He's known us. He knows our hearts. And for God to help us when we uh, want things that are no good for us and to help us to see that if it is not in his will for our lives, Father, help us take it away from us. Help us to see you. We want you more so now than ever. Even if that means, get this, that I have to start over from scratch. I'm going to share with you all because many of you have not gone to uh, Mind, Body, and Soul Fruit Podcast to listen to them. And it's okay. I'm just going to share a piece. I remember there was a time I had spaghetti and spaghetti sauce. Some ragu probably. More than likely ragu. And I usually like to put meat onions, and bell pepper in with my spaghetti. And I was so low on money, I probably didn't even have but a dollar. I boiled some water, cooked that spaghetti, and honey, when I tell you, and this is exactly what I said on that podcast episode, because I need for people to know, and many of you can attest yourself to this. It may not have been spaghetti, but you may have been down to your last. And it doesn't necessarily always have to be about food. Your circumstance or your situation could have been something else. But you were so down and low on whatever it was or whatever it was that you were in. But honey, I cooked that spaghetti. And when I tell you, I said, Lord, I don't have no meat and I don't have any bell pepper and onion. But thank you, Lord. And that was the best spaghetti that I ever cooked in my life. The point that I'm trying to make here is it was God. It was God who had everything to do with that spaghetti being as good as it was. And it is our thanksgiving. See, that was peace at that time. See, we don't have to worry about other things out there. I mean, we have concerns, of course. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it like we're super beings. Although we are a holy nation and a royal priesthood. Yes, we are. And we do have concerns, though. But there are certain things that we don't have to worry about when we begin to give God praise for the things that may seem little or that may seem uh, more troublesome than they really are. When we begin to say, Lord, Lord, I thank you. Lord, I praise you. Thank you. And he begins to endow upon us this peace for that praise, for that sacrifice from the fruit of our lips. God begins to give us some blessings. Once again, that money, no money cannot buy because you can have a lot of money. I'll just keep it simple. And be just as miserable as all get out. But you can also have a lot of money 
and give God praise. Give God what he wants. See, we want God to give us this, give us that. Lord, let us go back out. Lord, let us let God do his thing is what we need to do. His will is what is best for us. And he's going to help us through this, you guys. Okay. Now, like I was saying, even if it means that you have to start over from scratch, that we have to start over from scratch because as long as he is with us, he is the main ingredient to our lives. God is the one who makes us complete. We don't want to be walking around empty. I mean, and it, it, it has happened and, and we know those of us who have been empty and incomplete and just, you know what I mean? We know that feeling. We know what it's like, but see, God is the one. Jesus is the one who makes the difference. He makes all the difference and he doesn't want us walking around half pie. He wants us whole in him. You see, and it is his finished work on the cross that we can enter into rest with him and have that peace of mind that we need even now. Even now we can do it and see, this is what we can gain from God when it comes to, I want this, I want that God, I want peace, you know, because with peace, we can do some things. But when my mind is all just Lord, I can't really do nothing. Even if I got a bunch of money, you know, and Brian says empty is a bad feeling. I never want to feel like that again. Never. I know Brian. It is one of the most awful feelings. It really is. Oh my God. I know too. I know all so well that emptiness. And see, what we're learning is that God fills that void. God fills us up with him and his joy and his peace and his word and his love and his grace. He, he fills us. He gives us what we need to fill that emptiness up in him. You know? Yes. And I'm so glad you're here, Brian and, and Miss Thelma and Pam has joined us too. I see. Hello, Pam. Anthony, I hope you're still there. Yes. I don't know if Duran is still with us. Hey, Kim. Kim, thanks for coming through to the table tonight. And I just want to share this again saying, hey, this is a place. There's no judgment here. There is no judgment here. And I, I said this and I'll say it again. I'm not talking at you guys. I don't do this for likes. I do this for the name of Jesus, for us to lift him up and for us to lift each other up. This is not about me. This is for us coming together and so that we can heal together and so that we can grow and evolve together and understand that it is Jesus. He is the main ingredient to our lives. He really is. Pam says, yes, he is. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. And so when God says go, I have to go. When God says do, I have to do. Yes, praise God, Miss Thelma. Hey, J-Main. J-Main is with us tonight. Hey, hello. Yes, y'all keep coming through here. Keep coming through and you are welcome to chime in. You are welcome. Pam says you look good, girl. Thanks. I tried to fix myself up. <laughs> Thank you. 
Thank you. We're doing the best we can. Yes. Oh, my goodness. You know, I was just saying how I'm not on here like talking at anyone and there is no judgment and there is not because I know what it's like. And here is the key. We serve a God who knows, like I said, he's omniscient. And many of you already know this. But let me kind of break it down about some of the things that God knows. Because it's not nearly enough to say that he knows simply because he's God. God knows how we feel. He feels our infirmities even now. He knows how we feel, each and every one of us. He has experience and feelings too. He knows what it feels like to be tempted. He knows what it feels like to be scorned. He knows what it feels like to be grief stricken, daunted and disheartened. He knows what it's like to be in excruciating pain. He knows what it feels like to feel as if he is forsaken because when he was on the cross, he even said, he said, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? See, he's even been there. But see, God did not forsake Jesus, but Jesus know what it felt like because he felt like God had forsaken him. When he was up there saying, forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. He even felt all of these things that we are experiencing down here on earth. He knows what it feels like to be rejected and refused. He knows what it feels like to be betrayed. He knows what it feels like to not fit in. He knows what it feels like to go hungry. He knows. He knows. And for us to serve a God who knows and he feels our infirmities is another one of the reasons that we can trust him because he knows. He went through so much, you guys, on our behalf. And this is why you and I can even smile today. No, life is not perfect. Life is far from how we probably would have imagined that it would have been. Many of us had plans to go to Jamaica, to go to the Bahamas, to go uh, visit our family in this state and in that one. We had plans to do you name it. But we're still here. We're still blessed and we're still able to smile and give God praise. Oh, yes. We are now. This last segment here. Yes. She says it belongs to God. Yes, it belongs to God. Now, Miss Thelma, you are welcome to elaborate on that if you like. You all are welcome. And yes, it all belongs to God. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. The world and they that dwell therein. That's all of us. And that's everything. It all belongs to God. We all belong to God. Now. See. My life is not my own. And your life is not your own. And for us to have God to be the head. And the Lord of our lives. 
is such a blessing. Mm. I remember when I thought I belonged to myself. I do. He gets us back in line, you know, and he continues to teach us. It can get so bad for us. I love music and I love songs. And so I didn't get the instrumental to this one that I'm about to refer to right now. But how many of you can remember and attest to laying in the bed? You may have, I don't know, had an argument with your spouse or your girlfriend or your boyfriend or things go on with our children. There are so many different experiences that we've had in life. And some of us, even today, those situations where we ended up in the bed, like in a fetal position and crying. And it made me think of, it got so bad, it got so bad, to one day I thought I'd roll myself up into a big old ball and die. And then I met you, Father, and then you smiled at me. You smiled and you smiled. Oh, what a beautiful smile it was, you know? That's what I'm talking about. You see, it's those sorts of things, you know. And let me see what Brian is saying here. He says, you're doing great. And I believe he has a reason for you to reach out to us, to wake some of us up to the good that is truly around us. Mm -hmm. Thank you. First of all, Brian, thank you. Let me say that first. And I thank him for even the opportunity and allowing me to even be his mouthpiece on tonight and anytime I speak on his behalf because I do want to reach people and I do want for us to see the good that's around us and for us to just keep on sharing it and let it be a snowball effect because what you hear tonight you can share that with someone else in some way at another time. And we can just keep it going and just keep the love going and keep the good going. Like they say, uh, for a greater good, a greater good. Yes, and that's what it's all about. So that said, I would like to, again, say thank you all for joining me on tonight and I did pray already, but I just would like to ask for you all to let's keep each other lifted. Like I said, you know, um, we have family members and friends who are currently in the hospital. We just have to stay prayerful and call on the name of Jesus for their healing, for comfort, for families and people who have lost loved ones here recently. And when I say that I'm praying, God knows I really do. You know, I'll comment and say I'm praying and I pray and I just want all of us. I, and, and God wants for us to do that. He wants for us to stand in the gap for each other. Thank you, Pam. Pam says, thank you. I enjoyed you. You're welcome, sis. You are, and you're welcome to keep coming through to the table. Please keep me and my family in prayer. Absolutely. Absolutely, I will. And what I'm asking you, Pam, is to keep me and my family in your prayer as well. Yes, I got you, and you got me. I do believe. Thank you, Pam, 
thank you and i'm praying for everyone who comes across this video a lot of people may not join in at the time and they'll see it later i'm praying for you too okay when you see this so and so we were talking about Jesus being the focal point and him being the core and the nexus and our concentration and let's shift our focus more on him. And we're rich. We're rich in him. I don't care what it is that we don't have. If you have Jesus, you're rich. Okay. Now some people don't realize that, but if you have Jesus, you're rich. Okay, family, we have had a joyous time tonight, and I truly appreciate each and every one of you for breaking bread with me on this evening. And so what I would like for us to do as we conclude our time together tonight is to sing a love song to Jesus. One of my all-time favorite gospel songs by one of my all-time favorite gospel singers, Richard Smallwood, and wherever he is, I pray that all is well with him. And I love this song. I used to sing it a lot, even before I became a mother. And my daughter will be 26 next month. And so we know how long ago that was. And I pray that you are blessed by it. And this song is as relevant now as it was way back then. Okay, so here we go. Jesus, you're the center of my joy. All that's good and perfect comes from you. You're the heart of my contentment, hope for all. I do Jesus you're the center of my joy when I've lost my direction you're the compass for my way you're the fire and light when nights are long and cold In sadness you are the laughter That shatters all my fears When I'm all alone Your hand is there to hold you're the center of my joy All that's good and perfect comes from you You're the heart of my contentment Hope for all I do You're the center of my joy. 
you are why I find my pleasure in the simple things in life. You're the music in the meadows and the streams. The voices of the children, my family and my home. You're the source and finish of my highest dreams. Oh, Jesus, you're the center. Love you, family. 